Welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, your go-to source for straight-up business advice. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford. And today's topic is pretty popular and it's something that I get asked about all the time. I personally experienced this one big time and I thought it was good to kind of bust some myths on it as well as share some personal experience so that everybody out there knows that we are all struggling with it. And this topic is called confidence and self-belief. Okay, before we start, I just wanted to give a little insight into how my brain works and something that I learned many years ago, which is why I called this podcast episode Confidence and Self-Belief. And somebody taught me many, many years ago now, which I've loved and stuck by and use every day in my life and in my business and with my coaching clients, which is to when you're writing a goal, an affirmation, an intention, something that you want for your life out, or you're speaking about it, you should never use the negative. You should always use the positive. So instead of saying how to beat, you know, insecurity or whatever the opposite to confidence and self-belief is and self-doubt, um, I decided to instead in intentionally create this as an affirmation for all of us, which is that we are building our confidence and we are building our self-belief. And the reason why that's important is because the subconscious mind will, whatever word or message it receives and whatever amount of energy through your emotion and how it makes those words make you feel in your body is what it's going to take as its message and its blueprint for how it's going to move you through this world. So, for example, if you say, I have fear and self-doubt or I'm insecure and incapable, then if like for me, I can even feel it in my body now. When I say those words, I'm like, oh, cringe. And I feel like I, I start remembering those times in my life where I felt those ways. And what happens is if that means that there's that active emotion there, right? So the negative in this situation probably has more power because it can instantly activate that feeling in my body. So what I want to do is instead of giving the negative more energy and more power and more space in my subconscious brain, I need to start feeding it the opposite of that. So this is me feeling confident and self and full of self-belief. Cool. Just hope that makes sense. But just as a, a little rewiring exercise that you can start to practice is, and catch yourself, you know, if you're in a conversation with someone telling them about your business or, you know, your exercise regime or, you know, your relationship, instead of being like, oh, I'm not good at that or, you know, I just can't get up in the morning or I'm just, you know, I know I need to do it, but I just can't. Like that is all feeding your subconscious brain, whether you know it or not, whether you're conscious of that or not. Everything that you think and you feel is feeding the belief system that your brain is storing that's going to drive you through this world. So even if you're not consciously aware of it and you spend your days being like, 
oh, nah, I'm just, I can't do Instagram lives. They're just, you know, not good. I'm not good at them, at public speaking, or I don't take good photos, or, you know, I'm not a good writer, whatever it is, that's all feeding your brain and your brain's not going to go, yes, come on, you can do it. Hopefully whoever you're saying will call you and say that's a limiting belief. Um, But in that moment, you've still given that message to your brain and your brain is not going to argue it. It's just going to say, okay, we're not a good writer. We'll never be a good writer and we'll never try to find you uh, experience to become a good writer or to learn. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that in detail, but just as a little side note before we kick off. Okay, myth number one when it comes to confidence and self-belief. I believe, and I learned this really early on, I believed that people who were on stage getting the speaking gigs, who were in the magazines, who were getting really cool collaborations, were being asked to be a part of things was because they were better than me and they were full of confidence and self-belief and those opportunities fell in their lap. I now believe that's a myth. I truly believe and I have experienced this in my own life and I have witnessed really smart, beautiful people around me and that I've interviewed and admired do exactly this. It is about intentionally creating your life and confidence will come with that as will self-belief and I'm going to teach you some hacks as to how to fast track that but know here and now you heard it from me and I want you to understand that anyone who is out there achieving a dream or a goal has intentionally created that for their life whether it's through believing that they know that they can have that or achieve that or going after it with confidence. And I'm going to teach you those things, but if you know here and now it's not an element of luck or how many resources they had behind them or who their networks were. I started from nothing in a little two-bedroom unit in Burley on the Gold Coast, I remember sitting on a 12-inch MacBook on a on the floor. The, you know, this, the um, keyboard was broken. I was there. Felt like there was so much to learn about business, and I could never fill up enough. And I always felt like everyone was few steps ahead of me. And that I was, I, you know, I'm, I'm a short person. If you haven't met me, I'm five foot one. And so I've always had my whole life people be like, oh, you're so cute and little, you know, and I hated it <laughs> till this day. I still hate that. Um, but I think that planted in me a belief system that, you know, I was cute and little, not like strong and powerful, you know, that's from how deeply my, insecurities and my lack of confidence can go some days but that's where I started right and I remember being like seeing what people were doing I remember wanting to have what they had and so I I remember sitting down and being like I'm going to create this I'm going to put myself in a position to be on that stage and giving a keynote I'm going to sit down and and map out what it's going to take to be considered for that opportunity or to be able to charge that price point. 
I'm going to make my own magazine that I can put myself in. <laughs> like that's how extreme I went with it, guys. Uh, but confidence and self-belief is a taught thing that you can train yourself to do. And as a result, you will get opportunities. You will you will back yourself, you'll put your hand up and you will go after what you truly want and you will design your the life of your dreams and the career of your dreams and the opportunities of your dreams because you've had the confidence to go after it. And the reality of this, and I know I probably say this in every episode, is that we are not victims to our experience. If we're experiencing something right now that we're not enjoying it is solely up to us to change that reality in our life and to put up boundaries or to remove ourselves from a situation, situation to, to go after more of what we want, to say no to what's not serving us, to carve out time and space in our life in order to create a new reality, whether that's working on a business or a new product offering or whatever it might be. So I really do believe that confidence and self-belief starts on the inside. It starts with you actually believing that you are worthy of it, of whatever it is that you want, and and being willing to back yourself. I think that's where it really truly starts. It's not something on the outside of you. We can set our dreams and our goals and our intentions And we can look at what other people are doing and say, I want that and I'm going to intentionally create that. But it really does start with A, feeling worthy of that and a really good way to check in to see whether you feel worthy of your dreams and your goals yet is to look at somebody who might be living an aspect of your life that you would love to be living. Maybe they're traveling, maybe they're a parent, maybe they're in a relationship or running big business or creating something that they love to do, making money from that. Whatever it is that they're exemplifying to you, can you look at that and say, that is what I want and that they are reflecting back to me that it is possible and thank you for that experience. Now that I've seen that it's possible, I'm going to go and create that for myself. And perhaps you learn from that person, perhaps you be around them or hire them as a coach, whatever it might be. But instead of comparing and feeling envious or jealous or angry or dissatisfied with your own life, you're actually able to be optimistic and grateful for somebody reflecting the path that is possible for you. So I'm going to dive into a few of my favorite hacks when I think about confidence and self-belief. It is something like I still get nervous recording this podcast. I still get nervous recording an Instagram TV. I still get nervous going on stage. I'm terrified to put my book out into the world. Who knows? I started looking at other books on the weekend and that like people write online reviews. So If you read my book, please leave a nice review next year when it comes out. But that's terrifying, right? It's like when we go outside of a comfort zone, when we share an opinion, when we back ourselves, it is scary. And it's, that's where we start to lack our confidence. We, we don't back ourselves. We convince ourselves that we can't do it. 
all of the limiting beliefs come up um, and we hold ourselves back. And there's a few things here that help us to understand why we do that is because our brain is wired for a comfort zone. Like our hard wiring is for comfort and for the known. And that comes from an evolutionary benefit. Because if we kept going into the unknown, we're actually going to be more threatened with what's out there. And, you know, we didn't know the territory, so it was safer to stick to the known. And another reason is that our brain is processing so much information that if we create patterns and known pathways in our brain, then it makes it easier for us to process the information. So there's a few little programs going on on the inside that are hardwired to keep us in a comfort zone and keep us in what we know and experience. But one of my favorite things to do and that I'm constantly filling up on is watching especially elite athletes. I think they're next level. I shared it on my Instagram TV the other day that I watched the world's toughest challenge or toughest race and it was this 50 500 and something kilometer race across Fiji over 11 days doing these hectic experiences like I binged it it was so intense Uh, really raw television um, as, as far as I could see but it is reality so who knows what they're doing but in either way it was a incredible um, television show of human beings pushing themselves beyond their limits and beyond their boundaries and you know one of the experiences that they had was they were wading through water and on some days that water was like 11 15 degrees and they were in there for hours carrying backpacks like for me I'm like oh that makes me cringe just like thinking about having to be that wet and carrying a backpack and then hiking and the freezing cold some people got hypothermia ruining the ending here for you um but for me I look at those experiences and they're constant reminders of what we're out to achieve what we're capable of in as humans when we are willing to push ourselves out of our comfort zone so um fill fill up on examples of that whether it's you know Red Bull have a really good um YouTube series where you can watch people like skydiving and doing crazy stuff but start to get comfortable with the fact that you are so that you are you never spend time outside of your comfort zone and start to get real with that and how comfortable are you and when was the last time you pushed yourself or felt uncomfortable I truly do believe that when you're outside of that comfort when you're when you're challenging yourself, even if it is to run a race or to try surfing or to, you know, do a class or whatever it is, you're actually wiring your brain to, to expand and to learn a new lesson and to be comfortable in the unknown. So it might start that you do a surfing lesson this weekend or a cooking class or a writing class or whatever. Do something that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable and then get comfortable and notice that you're, you're not, that you're okay. <laughs> you're not going to die. And that it actually can be quite, um, invigorating to be uncomfortable because you're having a new experience. And my experience and my reality and what I see time and time again is that when we spend too much time in our comfort zone and we're not pushing ourselves outside of that zone, then 
we become mundane and boring and stagnant and frustrated and all the negative things. So um, it benefits your life as a whole, but also it is going to expand your brain and your confidence levels to get more and more comfortable trying new things and, and putting yourself out there. So think about when was the last time you felt uncomfortable and maybe commit to doing something that's going to make you feel a healthy level of uncomfortableness. Okay, let's dive into some different tips and tricks as to how to hack your confidence and self-belief. Amy Cuddy has a really amazing TED talk on body language and there's some things in there about power poses and um, little behavior things that you can do to boost your confidence. And what I love about this is that pretty much it means that you can you can kickstart your body into believing it's confident. So, you know, by holding your hands up in the air for two minutes or like a Wonder Woman pose with your hands on your hips, which if you've ever come to my talk, talk or maybe you will in the future, um, you'll probably find me in the bathroom doing one of these two poses right before I go on stage. So I listened to this talk probably four years ago and do it ever since and I'm always – yeah, I, I, even before podcast episodes of, of activating my body and getting the good quality, healthy, activated chemicals racing through my body that are going to make me feel confident. Even if my brain is like, I'm terrified, there's so many people, or I don't know whether I'm ready for this. Like that's a thought process in your brain, but then my body can actually release the chemicals that are, are dopamine and serotonin through actions, through just, you know, doing something. So for me, it's kind of like, you know, jump starting your body into a confident state. So I'll put a link in the show notes to check that one out. One of my favorite things that I'm always advising my coaching clients to do when they're like, oh, I don't know, and, you know, there's a bit of self-doubt there or then feeling like they're lacking a little bit of confidence um, is to just get in the game. I can teach you so much. We can come up with the best plan. I can love your business idea. You can love your business idea. We can have your branding done, all the things. But as soon as you get out there to find your first paying customer or to tell somebody about what you're doing, then you're automatically in the arena and it could go one of two ways. It could be horrible and everyone's going to tear you down and tell you it's shit and, you know, go home and get a real job and blah, 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 which never happens. (laughs) And Or it could be like, wow, this is really great. We love it. We're going to support you. Let's share it. Tell me what I can do to help. I know somebody who needs you. Or that's really great, but I'd like it more like this. So when you're in the game, you get the feedback, right? You get a feedback loop. I know that so many of you are sitting there right now saying, but what if everyone tells me it's shit? Well, hire a business coach because they're not going to let you launch with something shit. Or get feedback from people before you launch or start anyway and be okay with the fact that, you know, people might not tell you that shit, but give you some feedback. And either way, you're learning something. So much confidence. I remember this and I say it to clients all the time. I like there's thousands of you who listen to this podcast every single day, right? Like every day, even when I'm not launching it, there's people listening to it. But when I started in back in that little apartment in Burley, 
I think maybe like I would look at my Google Analytics and like 10 people would read my blog post. Did I stop? Like, no, I kept going. And I remember getting, I used to make spelling mistakes all the time on my Instagram. And people would be like, oh, that, you know, you spelt that wrong or whatever. And I remember the feeling of like, oh, how embarrassing. And, but I kept up going. I, I would take it as feedback and I would be like, all right, I can get better at this. And here we are today where, you know, 10 people on a, on a blog post to 10,000 copies of a book next year. So you've got to start somewhere. You've got to get in the game. And I would not have learned to, to be able to articulate business advice or to give business advice or to write about business advice had I not started and honed my skills. When I started, it was, you know, basic and average and, you know, it, it had, it didn't have the five years of experience that I have both personally and professionally and, and net from my networks that it did when I started. But I would not have got those networks. I would not have got that experience had I not started. So. Something that I'm always telling my coaching clients is that you have to get in the arena. You have to get real life feedback from real life people. I can probably 90% guarantee that when you start, you're going to can be convinced that everyone's going to heckle you and tell you to go home once you step out. But I, my experience from myself and my clients is that that's just a thought in our head. That's a limiting belief. It's a fear. What you'll find is that by getting in the arena, people will actually admire you because they're not, not everyone is willing to do that. And people will want to help you and people will see opportunities that they will throw your way and people will need what you have to offer. And that's where, you know, doing the prep work in advance can really help you there. So if you genuinely have a solution that people need, then entering the arena you can feel confident knowing that what you have is going to be of service to people, which helps to build your confidence. For those of you who might be a little bit introverted, maybe aren't that great with networking or um, communication styles, I know that there's quite a few of you who can feel a bit in, like um, insecure in that situation of putting themselves forward or asking you know, for opportunities. A book that absolutely changed my life in this was How to Win Friends and Influence People. I'll put a link in the show notes as well, but highly recommend. It's like a game-changing book for understanding human relations and pitching and motivating people's and understanding their motivation and your motivation. So really good book for those of you who might be more on the introverted side and find it hard to put yourself forward. Um, yeah, it's almost like magic I found is that it, you could, um, understand people's motivations or what they need. Pretty much what it comes down to is that everybody, every human being is egocentric. And I know that people hate to hear that, but we're actually wired to keep ourselves alive before anyone else, probably unless you're a mother or a father. But, um, the, book talks about um that as a result we'll we're always in a situation communication wise where we're looking at what's in it for us and that is 
deeply rooted and I know that we try to overcome that and, and be active listeners but at the end of the day especially in a business room people are like what am I, what, what do I get out of it so starting with what does that person need and then or want or what is their objective or what is what are they looking to achieve and then how can I go and pitch myself to meet that need. So, you know, and that's where a lot of rejection comes in business and I've and I've seen it with clients and I help people to rework their pitches in my coaching sessions is that people come in and go, this is me and this is what I want to do and can I help you and I want to do this and that and me, me, me. The moment you flip that email on its head and you say, you do some work before you write your email and like for me, like it might be, checking out their website or their uh, strategic plan or their language on their Instagram or their imagery or who else they've worked with or some testimonials and you do that deep understanding of them and then you say, okay, this is what I have to offer and I think it's going to meet this part of their need or what they're out to achieve and support them and then you can go and pitch yourself and this is where this is a confidence hack because when you've done the work and you've understood their need and you can come to somebody and say, I know you're trying to achieve this and here's how I'm going to help you is, you know, you're instantly in a better position to be able to be heard and, and be given a yes. Um, doesn't mean it always works. I've had plenty of no's in my career and I still do. And, you know, it, it hurts and you're like, what, what do you mean? Why wouldn't you? Um, but, being able to be okay with that and um, be prepared for a situation is going to help you feel more confident in pitching yourself. Another really great hack, which I've already kind of touched on here, is the affirmations. So Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about the mind telling your body where to go. And I think people often think that the body is in control. So when we feel something, then it's, it's a really real sensation. But neuroscience has, has since proven that actually the sensations and the feelings in our body actually start in our thoughts. So it starts in our thoughts and then it goes to the emotion and the energy charge that we give to that thought. And then it manifests in the body as a sensation. So if you're feeling nervous in your body, it means that that, you know, that's the end product. So then you can go backwards and rewire and change the thought. So even if you're not feeling it in your body, still use affirmations like I am confident, I am powerful, I am capable, I am abundant, whatever it is, I, I believe in myself. I, I've got this. Um, and it, and feel it with energy, you know, and, and whether you need to jump up and down and do it <laughs> and, but say it in your head and feel it and feed it to your subconscious. And then eventually it's going to, it's going to filter down and start to manifest in your body. So the feeling in your body is the end result. Work backwards and go and use an affirmation to override whatever you think you're feeling in your body. One of my favorite tips for confidence and self belief is asking yourself, how bad do you want it? I think when I think of how strong emotions can feel in your body, like they feel so real, how scary it can be to pitch yourself, how frustrating it can be to stay in a comfort zone. Like all of those sensations are like enough to make me feel sick already. Um, but when I think of those emotions, I'm like, okay, there's going to have to be a really strong 
driver to overcome what looks like this huge big hurdle of these big mountain walls of thick emotions of fear and self-doubt and fear of rejection and really nervous emotions in my body like all of that right what is going to drive what is going to give me enough energy and power to come to jump over those hurdles and it comes back to like how bad do I want it and I can see those things but then I can I can find a way through them when I get so clear on what it is that I'm out to achieve so you know for me that it might come back to my like that why that desire for freedom like that for me is like freedom to design the life of my dreams and freedom to travel to provide for my family to live and work wherever I want to not be tied to this reality of the reality of having to work um, all the time, like, you know, I, I want to be creative and, and design. And when I get really real with that and I want that for myself and I want everybody else to know that they can have that freedom, then that it's like gives me that supersonic burst of energy that's going to help me to overcome those hurdles. So come back and go, what am I not willing to accept in my life anymore and what is going to give me that superpower that's going to push me through these really intense feelings and emotions that feel like a lack of confidence and a lack of self-belief something that I've been doing for a number of years I think I learned this in a tantra workshop um, but it's very much Actually, I think I even did it a bit when I was Christian, right? Where we have saints or archetypes or goddesses that we display in our churches and our sacred spaces and our altars. And what that historical process is, is that we're looking to embody an aspect of that person. So if you walk into a church, and I remember being in beautiful big churches in Rome and around Italy, there's always these incredible portraits of of saints and um, biblical figures. And often, especially with the saints, it's that they're exemplifying a level of, um, you know, humanness that obviously the congregation of the Catholic Church wants to embody more of. So that person, by looking at it and, you know, whether you're invoking them through your prayers, then you're channeling that the aspects of what they lived, how they lived their life into your, like your, your you can tap into it, right? Um, and Tantra does and, and Buddhism does the same with, with goddesses and archetypal energy that people can tune into and, and really start to embody and, and display. Like I, I've been in Tantra retreats where we're dancing around the room in certain types of energy. Um, but something that I do now and I, I've done before is, I find images on, and if you've ever had a coffee with me or you, you met me in person, my friends often know this, um, there's always an inspiring picture or some sort of affirmation or, or girl boss that I'm absolutely, you know, um, 
inspired by on the back of my phone or on the back of my computer screen. Um, but the reason I do this is because I want to constantly, and I've, right now I've got a collage of images in my bedroom next to my bed, and they're images of people that I admire or people that are holding the energy of confidence, powerful, driven, focused, disciplined, um, abundant women who are holding the energy of what I want to become more of in my life. And by having those images, I believe is a quicker way, like you know how we talked about affirmations, an image that is inspiring to you reflects back to you a lot quicker. So, you know, I, I think that seeing an image or a color, um, you know, can invoke emotion in you and they're reflecting back to you okay, that person, like when I look at that image, I can see confidence oozing out of them. Um, and there's a lot to be learned from that because, you know, if you l- listen to the Amy Cuddy thing is that we can actually start to fake it before we make it, right? And and we can hold our shoulders back and take big deep breaths into our body and we can slow our language down and we can be articulate and we can we can see little snippets of how other people ooze confidence and we can use that as a way to um, embody more of that in our life. Okay, so a few other last little tips for you on confidence and self-belief. I'm hoping that this is helpful for you is, and I do this myself and I do it with my clients, is to upskill. If you are sitting there and you're saying, I'm not ready, I can't do it, now's not the right time, then sit down and make a plan and figure out what it's going to take. When is the right time? How much money will you need to have in the bank for it to be the right time? If you don't feel confident enough to be put yourself out there as a yoga teacher training or a coach or a practitioner or, you know, an advice giver, then what's it going to take? Sit down and figure out, do you need to do a course? Do you need to read more books? Do you um, need to learn more? Learning and upskilling is a constant, should be a constant part of your business process. Um, always filling yourself up so that you, you can back yourself and feel confident. So if I don't like hearing that excuse of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not ready. Um, I, there's always somebody out there who needs what you have to say. And even if you're not charging for it, then start practicing being ready on a blog or an Instagram account. And if you really truly think you're not ready to charge, then go out and find what you think it's going to take until you're ready to, to charge. And I think what you'll find is that, um, it's just an excuse <laughs> and, if you actually started and got in the game, then you would get a feedback loop. And even, you know, I've shared before, my first ever coaching client was $50 for 90 minutes. And I probably did about three or four hours in preparation and follow up. So probably charging $2 an hour. But um, I started and I got in the game and somebody paid me. And I remember I charged in cash and we sat in a park because I didn't have an office and <laughs> Well, um, and they paid me that $50 cash and it was so awkward to take that money. It was like, Ooh, really? Um, but I got in and I practiced it and I practiced before that and I implemented it in my own business. So don't give me the excuse that you're not ready and you know, that it's just a lack of confidence. So go and upskill and intentionally make yourself ready. 
I think the reality is that confidence and self-belief really does come from training yourself that you are confident and and believe in yourself because you don't it doesn't come that easily you have to you know there's going to be lots of emotions and it's almost an addiction because it's it's keeping us small and it's keeping us in the known so try and catch it when you see it come up observe it you know see witness it imagine it's a cloud that's moving through you and you're leaning back and you're just observing it move past don't give it too much attention don't cling on to it don't create a story don't tell anyone and instead like have the affirmation you know do a power pose start hacking your brain and your body to overcome it and a lot of the time you'll find that it's just a way to keep yourself small so that you don't have to go after your dreams because that's scary. But then ask yourself, well, how bad do you want it? And are you prepared to be in this same place this time next year? My final tips for you is to act as if it's already happened. You know, walk that, that whole idea of channeling people who have already gone before you or who are oozing the confidence and the self-belief that you want act as if it's already happened once you sit down like for me I do a meditation in this I do a walking meditation that Dr. Joe Dispenza does or I do a meditation then I go and look at those images and I read my goals out loud and then I put my shoulders back and I start walking through the world as if I am the 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 woman who can sell out a stage of 20,000 people or you know that I'm sitting across from Oprah or whatever my big crazy dream of the day is is I start acting as if it's already happened and I you can kind of go okay yeah am I worthy of this goal because I'm I'm holding the energy of it or am I like hunched over and doubting myself because from a vibrational point of view if you're setting that goal and then you're lacking the confidence in yourself then you're never going to achieve that goal because that goal holds a vibration and you're not a match for that when you're hunched over and doubting yourself so there's no way that you can receive that energetic goal because you're out of alignment with it okay the other thing and i've said it before get yourself a coach a mentor a, a support group um they will help you to get clarity to back yourself you know, to, to pick up the, yourself. Like, you know, I do this all the time where I'm getting feedback. Like, I, I think I called my little sister and my writing coach, you know, every couple of days when I was writing my book because I would send them chapters and I'd be like, then I would sit waiting for their feedback and I would be like, what did you think? Was it shit? Like, you know, be really honest. And I would get really nervous, but what it meant is that I was filling my cup up with um, with people who believed in me and to help me to keep propping me up and not um, go backwards and spiral into that self-belief. And honestly, if I didn't have those guys, then I wouldn't have um, been able to to finish the book. I would have spiraled for sure into (laughs) fear and self-doubt, but them keeping me from going, like you think about like somebody who's kind of digging their heels and being like, I can't do it. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And they're like kind of holding you from behind, pushing me like, go, come on, don't go backwards now. Like it's, it's not going to be a fun time back there. So 
um, that's the purpose of a coach. And just from a business perspective, and I was reflecting on this the other day, I think I've, you know, come close to coaching. I would, I need to find this statistic somewhere, but I think I've come close to coaching, I would say a thousand people in the last five years, one-on-one that is, that's not including the events and workshops and all of that. So I think I've covered almost every aspect of business, like in, you know, coach people in all stages of business from I don't have an idea to I need investment or I'm selling my business or I'm bringing on, you know, I'm pitching for capital or whatever. So like every everyone in that spectrum in almost every industry, like there, I don't think there's one industry that I haven't coached or met someone in. So you think about that, my brain has got so much data in it in terms of how businesses work, what works, what doesn't work, what industry insights that I know, pricing from everybody, how they've done it, what, you know, like so many insights, so many different business models all swirling around my head, which is probably why I talk so fast. But for as somebody looking to start a business, you can then go and buy that five years experience of craziness in my head, right? And I'm probably going to find you a solution. I'm probably going to find you an idea. I'm probably going to see that it's already been done and show you that how it's going to get done and give you examples of how other people did it so that you can back yourself and have confidence and self-belief you know it's it's like me hiring a writing coach who's written thousands of words it's you know a personal trainer or somebody who um who knows how to take my body to an elite state right so outsource that if you're feeling really deeply um you know lacking in that confidence because you can outsource for somebody else to kind of get, give you a bit of a kickstart. And then once you've kickstarted, it gets a lot easier. Okay. Final tip of the day is just make one promise to yourself every single day. I, this is something I've been practicing a lot lately. I feel like my to-do list is never ending and I've been starting building my house from scratch and it's just like so much on. It got really hot over the weekend and it's really hard for me to look at my to-do list and go, shit, like I feel like I had barely made a dent in it. But um, being able to just promise, do one thing and promise myself every day that I'm just going to do one thing in the direction of what needs to be done and that's writing new content and, you know, pitching a second book and building a membership that we're launching in 2021. So stay tuned for that. But um, all of that is very overwhelming and it's really easy to be like, I'm not good enough and I can't do this. Um, But I have been practicing just going, okay, at the end of the day, what's the one thing that you did, you know, and celebrating that and really celebrating it. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what's, what's one thing that you're going to really commit to today? And sometimes for me, it's just eating a healthy lunch and not letting myself go too long because I get so stuck in work that I don't sit and eat properly. And then my brain gets fuzzy. So it might be that I'm just promising myself that I'm, I'm going to stop and eat lunch consciously today. So do one thing every day and immerse yourself with people who are already doing it who have gone before you, who, who want to see you succeed. Um, and don't compare yourself, but 
celebrate together and I will be launching a membership in 2021 where I would love to have so many of you because I think our startup creative community is so supportive and loving and collaborative of each other and I'm excited to bring you all together into a membership that will be launching in January. Stay tuned on our email and our um, social media and I'll be launching those details. There'll be a really amazing prize pack for the first 10 people who sign up. So stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, flick me an email if you want some more information as a heads up. I'm always happy to help people who are take initiative. All right, guys, go out there, get those dreams, back yourself, walk in your confident being and um, yeah, get rid of that, that self-doubt. You've got this, back yourself and uh, I look forward to hearing how you go with it all. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Startup Creative Podcast. If you get a chance, head to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified every time there's a new podcast up. See you next week. Bye.